We pick up on the bottom of uh, 45b, Mim Hey Amud Bet, with a quote from the Mishnah of Chen in and Tuma. The same thing in regards to Tuma. We are talking about a, uh, a person who had a uh, dough in a bowl, and we talked about uh, in terms of Pesach. That's what we talked about yesterday, whether it's uh, fit for Pesach. And we also quoted the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, and the same thing in terms of Tuma. Im Hikpid Alav Chutzaitz. Uh, it says if you are mocked about it, i.e., if it worries you, uh, if you uh, say that it, uh, you, you want it uh, to be there, it irritates you essentially, and uh, and you want to remove it, uh, then it is a chatzitza, uh, a, a interposition. Uh, we'll see exactly how this fits in, uh, and uh, you know if you want to uh, toivel it in a mikvah, that's why we uh, say that uh, it becomes a chatzitza. Uh, and uh, it won't remove its impurity if you have to toivel it. Uh, and also we say, if you want the dough uh, to be there, if, if you want it to stay there, uh, then it becomes harezek areva, it becomes like this kneading bowl. Uh, and uh, therefore is not a chatzitza. So Gwara wants to uh, understand because it says v'chein uh, and, and so too. And the Gwara is trying to work out what the conjunction is. Uh, why do we have to say and? If it just said uh, a, a uh, without the vav, uh, it says uh, in terms of you know le'inyan uh, tuma. If it started off with there, what what does v'chein mean? Uh, and so too midami uh, says the Gemara. How can you compare these two cases? Uh, one is talking about chametz on Pesach, and one is talking about the laws of chetzitza. Hatam bishura talemilta. In terms of Pesach, we talked about a shur uh, whether there was an olive amount of uh, of, of dough. Uh, the size of the dough was important. Where the dough was, was it in the bottom, uh, in the middle, or the top uh, of the of the bowl? We said that made a difference, uh, but really we had a discussion. So the size of the dough, smaller than a kazaat, bigger than a kazaat. Yesterday, sure, about the two different uh, uh, cases. Uh, one was saying even argument about less than a kazaat, uh, and and one was saying no, only an argument about a kazaat. Anyway. Uh, but that was all to do about the size of the dough. Hacha, uh, but here in terms of, of tuma, uh, it says, B'kpeda talimilta, it's talking about a different thing altogether. And here it's contingent on whether you object to the presence of the dough over there. And therefore, it's, uh, it's, it's what you feel about it. It's not an objective thing, it's a subjective thing. Uh, and, and therefore, how can you really compare uh, these two cases? And I'm Ravi Huda. Rav Yehuda uh, gives an answer. Aimel inyan tuma enokein. He says so very simply. He says uh, you should change the the Mishnah, uh, the quotes of the Mishnah. He says, and uh, however, uh, when it comes to tuma, it is not the same. Uh, I, you know, one is talking about an olive amount, uh, and uh, and when it comes to tuma, uh, it is not uh, the the the. The quantity of it, but the attitude uh, of the owner uh, that is important. So that's Rav Yehuda's answer. He says very simply, you just change the Mishnah. Uh, Amalei uh, Abaya, we're going to give four answers uh, to this. Abaya says no. Abaya says you can't change it so easily. Why? Because of the fact that it says, and so too, uh, in terms of Tumah. So it must be uh, that that you can't just say, and and uh, and, and and so to the case not. Uh, you can't just uh, add that in. Uh, obviously, it's a fundamental change to the to the Mishnah. Uh, many of the times you have chisurim uh, mechsera, it's missing words, but it doesn't 
uh, what we do is we kind of interpolate a few words here and there, but not diametrically opposed uh, to what the Mishnah had said. Uh, and therefore, a buyer's answer, uh, it's not that, uh, um, you know, it doesn't say that. It says, and so too, in terms of Tumah. Ella, I'm a buyer, so a buyer's answer, he says, this is how it should read, uh, and so too, when you have to combine uh, two pieces uh, in terms of tumma, uh, it depends on their size. Uh, and uh, he says that that's when it adds up. He says that's a, a volume-based uh, thing. Uh, and, uh, and in terms of tumor, uh, you need an egg size uh, of, of it to be able to transmit tumor. So he says that uh, here we, we do have volume-based uh, measurements in terms of tumor. Uh, he says, um, um, uh, He says, during the rest of the year, there is a distinction uh, based on it uh, in terms of uh, whether an uh, owner is uh, worried about it or not. Okay, it's, it's Pesach where there is a, uh, a dispute about the size and, uh, and the rest of the year uh, it's whether he is worried about it uh, from a conceptual perspective. Heikidami, uh, exactly what are we talking uh, So now we just explain it, exactly what is the case. Go on, take up of court, Mika Beta. And uh, where there is less uh, than an egg size, Ochlin, uh, and it touches uh, of, of uh, less than an egg size of food. Venagar, Baha'i Batsek, and then it touches uh, this dough in the bowl, uh, and then uh, it comes into uh, contact with uh, food that is pure. So now the question is, when it comes to Pesach, uh, when you are worried about uh, the, the dough and the chametz portion of the dough, and we say, therefore, it is defined as chashuv, as, uh, as significant, as important, uh, then it comes and combines, and therefore, it will be uh, a, a, another piece of food combined with this amount of dough in the bowl uh, will get to an egg size, uh, and, uh, and therefore, uh, that will be able to transmit tumor to the foods. However, during the rest of the, the days of the year, we're not worried about it. Uh, and we're only worried about whether the owner objects uh, to this dough being there. Uh, so then we say, if you're worried about it being there and you, re- you really would want to remove it at a point in time, you wouldn't want to serve it uh, with this uh, dough uh, being stuck inside. Uh, you'd be embarrassed to serve it, um, it's tariff. He says then uh, it, uh, it, it is defined as a separate part of the food, uh, um, a separate part, not uh, part of the bowl. It's a separate food uh, and you would consider it as something uh, joining together with the food and therefore it's mitzdarev, it joins so the edible port- portion of it uh, of the of this food touches uh, the dough stuck in the bowl and you don't want the dough stuck in the bowl so then it is mitzdarev, it combines for an egg volume during the rest of the year during the rest of the year, uh, it's all about whether you're worried about uh, it in and of itself. If you're worried about it, then it is. Um, it adds on to the... Uh, if you don't want the dough to be there, then it adds on and combines with it. However, if you do want it to be part of the bowl uh, and uh, thereby keep the bowl intact, then it becomes and is seen to be part of the bowl and not defined as a separate amount of food.
Okay, so we had Rav Yehuda and we had a buyer asking about that. And now we have Rava uh, asking about uh, this statement of a buyer. Matkif la Rava. Rava says, Mikatani mitztarev. There was nothing in the Mishnah that mentioned anything about mitztarev. Ah, that doesn't talk about combined. Vahai, Chotzeitz Katani. The Mishnah was talking about if the, it acts as a, it, it is a Chatzitza. So surely we're talking about uh, toiveling it in a mikvah. Uh, and therefore, so therefore his answer is, Ela Amar Rava, Rava's answer to this question is, V'chein larot tara la'areva. And so too, in, in terms of making this bowl, uh, d- dipping the bowl in the mikvah, uh, he says, Heichidami, uh, exactly what are the case of this? Agon, the itmei hach. Uh, we say that where this uh, this bowl becomes uh, impure, it may hach areva. Sorry, this uh, the mixing bowl uh, becomes impure. And you want to toivel uh, it. You want to take it to the mikvah. For Pesach, this in terms of Pesach, where this uh, uh, just a kazayat amount uh, is important. Uh, then chutzets. Uh, this even an olive amount would act as a chutzitsa, uh, something that you don't want to be there. And it, it interposes, and therefore all the water doesn't reach uh, all the parts of the mixing bowl, and therefore uh, you you have to remove uh, this dough beforehand before you take it to the mikvah. Uh, Tefillah, uh, and and therefore, if you uh, toivel it in a mikvah, uh, the tefillah will not be acceptable, uh, and it will remain tameh. B'shayu motashana. However, during the rest of the year, b'kapeda talimilta. It all depends on on how particular the owner is about this dough. Ikpa kapeda love. If he's worried about it, if he uh, thinks it is, uh, it, it worries him that the dough is there, then chotzeitz, it acts as a chatzitza, uh, blocks the dough from, the water from reaching all parts of the dough. Vim rotsebi kiyomol, arehu kareva. And uh, if, it, if the owner wants it to be there, uh, then it is like uh, the bowl itself. Uh, and therefore is not part, uh, it wouldn't be act as a chatzitza. It is defined as part of the bowl and therefore won't be an imposition. Interposition. Okay, Matkif la Rafapa, and Rafapa argues uh, even on Rava, this last statement. Mi Katani, Vakain Inyantara, it doesn't say Inyantara uh, in terms of making the bowl pure, uh, which is what uh, Rav, uh, Rava had said. Uh, he says, Aha, Linyan Tuma Katani. He says, uh, it, it talks about Tuma. So, according to this version, it's just really a different version of the previous thing. Ella, I'm Rav Papa. Rav Papa said, Vakain Inyan Lorid Tuma. He says, and so too, if you want to transfer tuma uh, to this uh, bowl via this uh, the dough, heiki dami, what is the case now? Again, the daga shiritz baha betik. The term, the, the 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 case is where a shiritz, a dead shiritz, would touch uh, the dough that you are. Um, it's in the bowl. Pesach is a chashuv. In terms of the dough, uh, in Pesach, where you're worried about size of the dough, in terms of bali ra and bali mate, chotzeitz, velo nacharta tuma. You know, because it interposes between the bowl and the sheretz, uh, the tuma does not go down to the bowl itself. If it just touches uh, this dough, uh, and the dough is there, uh, and uh, an olive amount piece of the dough uh, is there, uh, then it blocks it. Uh, from transmitting tumor to the actual bowl itself. 
it says, And the rest of the year, uh, it all depends on whether the owner is worried about it. If the owner doesn't want it there, it acts as a chatzitza and blocks the uh, the, the sherets from transmitting tumor to the bowl. However, if you don't worry uh, about this dough stuck to the bowl, uh, it is like part of the kneading bowl, and therefore uh, the sherets will transmit its tumor, the dead sherets will transmit the tumor to the bowl itself. All right, uh, next Mishnah. Batek, Cheresh, Im Yesh Kuyotsevo Shechmitz, Hareze Asur. This dough, which literally means it's deaf, and there are a number of explanations over here uh, in terms of uh, of this, what is deaf dough, uh, mean uh, there is another thing which is like earthenware Cheres, uh, which uh, really it's talking about uh, an item of dough. Uh, that uh, it does not appear to have leavened, uh, and uh, even though it, it, it gets, it has turned white, uh, and uh, but it doesn't have cracks on. We're going to see in a, in a in a few days' time uh, exactly how the leavening process uh, takes place. We have referred to it a little bit before uh, in terms of it whitens first, and then it gets little cracks, uh, and uh, and that's the dispute between Rabbi Ma and Rabbi Huda, uh, which is coming up uh, in a few daft time and two daft time. However, uh, in this case. Uh, what happens is this uh, this dough is uh, we're not sure uh, whether it actually has leaven because there's been no cracks involved about it and, and the reason we actually say uh, that uh, it, it could be deaf is you know a number of uh, different understandings over here uh, it's compared to to someone that's deaf that can't communicate in other words it's hard to determine whether it's become chametz internally but just doesn't show it on the outside or not uh, also it could be that if you if you tap it uh, if it's if it's leavened it makes a certain sound, uh, kind of a hollow sound, uh, this dough that hasn't become leavened, it's, uh, it doesn't make a sound uh, when it's tapped. So if it doesn't make a sound, well then it's like deaf, you can't hear the sound. Uh, that's why it's called deaf dough, that's the Rambam's opinion. Um, Another one is, uh, uh, you know, if, uh, if it's also a similar kind of idea, uh, the rivet says uh, if you uh, touch it, if you hit it, it's like makes a, a low sound, like a deaf person might not be able to communicate, uh, and uh, as opposed to a, um, a, a clearer sound uh, produced by lavender. All right, so uh, that is... Uh, um, that's these uh, different understandings. In any case, uh, what the, the Mishnah says, if there is another dough that you prepared at the same time, and that dough has become chametz, then we say uh, these doughs uh, will become uh, uh, it's, uh, it's also uh, we also say this dough has also become leavened at the time. So now the Gemara obviously uh, says uh, what happens if you can't find a dough like that? Uh, what is the halakha? Uh, he says that um, <clears throat> Uh, if it has been standing for the amount of time it takes a person to walk um, uh, from uh, Migdal Nunya and Nunya to Tiberias, which is a mill uh, that is uh, it's approximately a, a kilometre, 2,000 amot, approximately a kilometre. 
and we say that is uh, uh, what we define as uh, the, the 18 minutes. We say that is 18 minutes. <clears throat> the Gemara just says, name a meal. Why didn't you, you know, why did you have to mention these two places, Migdal and Nunia, uh, to, uh, uh, to Tiberias? Why do you have to mention those places? Uh, hi, Kamash Milana teaches you something, by the way. Deshura de Mil, Kamigdal Nunia. And Nunaya of Ativeria, uh, it's uh, the same amount of time from the, as uh, Migdal Nunaya to Tiberias. It is that that is uh, the distance between these two uh, areas. All right, uh, and Amar Ravabai, Amar Ravabai, Shimon ben Lakish, also in the name of Rosh Lakish, says, Lagabel, uh, for a person who is needing uh, dough for others, Litfila, uh, and uh, for davening purposes, for prayer purposes, and also for, for, for washing your hands, Arba Milin. Uh, so too, what you have to do, if you have to, uh, uh, you know, toivel your, I mean, um, to do Nitlachadam, uh, you would have to search for mil. So there are different understandings uh, over here uh, in terms of, uh, of this uh, and uh, what we're we talking about. So let's say, for example, uh, needing someone, uh, it says that uh, if you... Um, uh, you know, if someone that's needing dough for others and wants to make it, uh, ma- make sure that it is uh, kept in purity, uh, then you'd have to go searching for uh, uh, four mil uh, to go and uh, uh, four mil going forward. You'd have to travel another four mil, uh, which uh, we say if one mil is 18 minutes, uh, then four mil is actually 72 minutes. So uh, the, the rabbis talk about it not being a, a, a distance-based thing, because obviously, for example, when we have uh, today, we're in cars and, and, and stuff like that, uh, then it would be very quick to, to travel uh, uh, four kilometers is a, you know, generally quite a quick thing. Uh, but maybe going, if you're in a car, you'd have to travel 72 minutes. It's all based on the time. Any case, so uh, if you're looking for water for that, and so too, if you want to wash your hands uh, for for davening, uh, okay. And uh, and some people say that uh, it's not a question of washing your hands. Some people say also it's if you've had uh, if you're a bowel carrier, if you've had a seminal emission, and you want to toivel, uh, then you should go look for a mikvah uh, up to four mil to to go to the mikvah. Uh, other understandings of this uh, is that uh, four mil is the amount of time that you'd have to travel. Uh, to say tefillah uh, tederich and also and the other explanations in terms of tefillah uh, is that uh, can you hold yourself back uh, from going to the bathroom for 72 minutes if you can uh, then you, sh- you are allowed to pray if you can't you need to go to the toilet uh, first uh, before you uh, do that. And Nitzilat uh, Yadayim, the, the standard thing, washing your hands either before eating uh, and uh, you know or else uh, uh, you know uh, to the other our understandings before you before you daven uh, as well also if you've uh, gone to the bathroom and now you need uh, to wash uh, yourself uh, you know and you have to should travel uh, four mil uh, for you know to, to find water going forward uh, and, uh, and that's it so so really that's if you um uh, you can't uh, find water that way, well then maybe you clean your hands uh, in a different uh, different way. Okay, so all different understandings over there uh, in terms of Arba Milin. Uh, okay, Amar Ab Nachum Yitzhak, he adds on another uh, a case, Avu, Amra Arba, 
Avihu uh, said this halacha, and he said about four cases. Amar uh, ba. So he added another one. Kara amina ibud. In terms of one, it talks in ten. Uh, it says the amount of time that uh, the that time taken for tanning is also the equivalent of four mil. Uh, did none, as we learned in the Mishnah. Vachulan, Sheibdan, or Sheilech, Bahem, Kedai, Avoda. In terms of this, any of these uh, hides that you are tanning, if they are very uh, thin and, and, and soft, they're generally considered like. Uh, flesh, they are subject to, to tumor, they, they're very similar to flesh. However, if you tanned uh, them to, to make them into leather, it says, or you, you stood on them, in, in terms of the, uh, the whole process of uh, making this leather, taurin, uh, they are pure, they therefore have changed uh, from being uh, a, a skin which is able to transmit tumor. Uh, now they are considered to be like leather uh, and no longer flesh of the animal. It says chutz mi or hadam, except for human flesh, which never loses its uh, ability to uh, to transmit tumor. It always remains impure. Become a kedav. How much is this uh, defined as work? Amrav inya, amraviana kedai huluch abamilim. So it's the amount of time taken to walk uh, this four mil, which, as we said before, if we work it out in time, that's seventy-two minutes. Amrav Yosi brebi chanina lo shanu ella lefanav. And we just about these things that we said. Four mil uh, is that's only in terms of going forward, i.e., continuing your journey uh, for another four mil, another seventy-two minutes. Aval la. Uh, if it has to go back and also includes to the side, making a detour to the side, uh, then we are more lenient. Afilu mil and you don't have to go back uh, even a mil. So uh, and we just uh, qualify that. Amarav acha umina. From this we learn a mil who da'ano chazer. It's only one mil that you don't have to go back. Hyperchot mi mil chazer. If it's going to take you less uh, than eighteen minutes to get back to where you came from. Uh, and you will find water at a specific place uh, less than 18 minutes behind you, uh, then you do have to backtrack and go back that uh, little bit of time in order to find the, the water uh, for all of those things, Tevila uh, and Tevila and, uh, and uh, you know, Nitilat Yodam. Good. The next Mishnah says as follows. Ketzad mafrishin chala Tov. In terms of chala, uh, uh, what what chala is is that you have to separate a certain amount. Uh, generally, one twenty fourth. A homeowner separates twenty uh, fourth uh, of of his dough, and uh, and you have to take it from it. You have to meant to give it to the kohen. So uh, in you know normal times of the year, uh, that's absolutely no problem. That's what you do. Now, uh, what we have here uh, is uh, a number of different problems uh, in. In, in this specific instance, you've got chala, uh, and the chala has become tame. Uh, normally, if it was pure, then there'd be no problem. You quickly separate it and give it to a kohen, uh, and then there'd be no issue uh, that he can eat it. Uh, and, uh, and and on Yom Tov, he's allowed to bake it, allowed to cook it, uh, and uh, do whatever he needs to, uh, just making sure that it doesn't become chameit. However, uh, in terms of this chala, uh, unfortunately, has become tame. Uh, so now uh, you, you can't give it to him because. Uh, 
it needs to be burned. Uh, and you're not allowed to burn something on Yom Tov uh, if you can't uh, get benefit from it on Yom Tov. And uh, in, this, uh, in other words, you're not allowed to cook uh, if you're not allowed to get benefit on Yom Tov. Uh, we'll see a lot about this coming up today and also tomorrow uh, in terms of different applications on uh, Yom Tov, etc. Anyway, uh, now uh, the issue with this is uh, number one. You can't separate it uh, uh, for him, and you can't go and you can't burn it. And also, uh, you can't wait uh, and burn it after um, uh, the, uh, the on, after Yom Tov, uh, because in in that time period uh, that you it is going to be problematic because of the fact that uh, you have uh, it's going to turn to chametz. So you are in a bit of a pickle over here as to what to do. So now there is a three-way machlokit over here. Rebbe Leezer says, Lo, tikra la shem adshet afe. Rebbe Leezer says, normally what you do with chala is that you separate it before you bake it uh, and, uh, and, uh, and therefore, uh, you know, you've got this, this issue because you, once you've separated, uh, what can you do with it? You can't give it to the grain to eat, as we mentioned. You can't uh, burn it yourself and you can't give it to him to burn because uh, that's not allowed uh, because it's not for a yom of need. And also, you can't wait till afterwards. So, you are, so, so the first suggestion, Rebeleza, he says, bake it all uh, without taking off chala, uh, bake your matzahs, and then uh, what you do until after it's baked, uh, and then uh, it won't become leavened. And then what you do is you separate it and you give it to the Kohen uh, there and then once it's fully baked. So uh, that is uh, his suggestion uh, over there. And then if you you know if you want to if you can't find the Kohen, uh, it says then you you can burn it afterwards okay it's uh, if it's um uh, you know, if it, if you would be it, you you are worried about it and you don't want to give it to the crane uh, because it's tamay, well then uh, he's entitled to burn it or you entitled to burn it. Uh, you know that's that's what you're allowed to do. Okay, Ben Batera or Ben Batera says Tipol name You separate it before it's uh, uh, cooked. Okay, before you bake it. However, in order to retard the, the leavening process, you put it in very cold water, uh, and thereby it won't become leavened and off. After Yom Tov, uh, you can quickly go and burn it, uh, and, and therefore you will avoid the problem of it leavening on Yom Tov. Uh, and that's the second uh, suggestion. Rabbi Yeshua, Amar uh, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says, "Lo zehu chametz shemus harin alav He says, "No, this is not the type of chametz that we are warned about in terms of baliray and not being seeing it and not uh, um, uh, finding it." Uh, he says, "Really, what is this?" Uh, it doesn't actually belong to the owner. Uh, it is actually because uh, we we say uh, uh, or and it mentions lacha your or okay lawyer lacha. Uh, you shouldn't see. You shouldn't see it. It has to be yours, as you saw in the first few dapim, uh, but not of hektish. And it, uh, this is holy uh, chala uh, because it is uh, it uh, is defined as chala, and therefore it's uh, it, it's got a level of holiness to it. So it's not yours anymore. It's almost as if it belongs uh, to Hashem. Uh, it's like almost like hektish, and therefore it's not uh, what you are doing. Uh, it is defined as holy. 
And Mafisha, uh, so according to this uh, third opinion of Rabbi Yeshua, uh, what do you do? You separate it. You separate it as normal uh, while it is still in dough form uh, and you leave it until night. He says, according to, to him, uh, if it go, becomes kamait, it becomes kamait uh, and not your problem because it actually uh, is a type of uh, hectish. It's not yours, uh, it doesn't belong to you. Okay, Lema uh, Uh, Surely they're arguing, uh, we should say they're arguing about uh, the benefits of of gratitude, i.e. the the person, uh, even though he has to separate truma and chala and things like that, uh, what what he, and and, and it's not really his. However, what we say is uh, he's allowed to give it to the kohen or the levi uh, to whom he chooses. Uh, And and, and that, the, the benefit of that is defined as if it is still him. Okay, it's it's uh, it's like still his, and whether that it gives him the benefit of ownership uh, of it. Rabbi Eliezer, Savar Rabbi Eliezer holds Tovat Mamon. This is considered a benefit, and therefore it is like a monetary uh, amount, uh, and uh, and therefore uh, you still have a portion of the ownership uh, in it, even though uh, it might be be uh, holy uh, and the like in terms of chala. Uh, you still have an ownership, a small fraction of ownership uh, in it, uh, because of the fact that um uh, you have got the, you are allowed, you have the discretion uh, to choose uh, which Kohen, uh, for example, you want to give this color to. Uh, so therefore, it's still yours, and therefore, you are subject to Bali Rai and Bali Mate. Rabbi Yeshua Savano, Tovatana Eno Mamon. He says the fact that you can choose uh, to which Kohen you give it to is not defined, not significant enough uh, to give you ownership over of it, and, and therefore, ownership over it, and therefore, it hasn't got, uh, it's like it hasn't got money country value uh, and you therefore uh, it's defined as hectic uh, and uh, not yours and you can allow it become leavened uh, is that what we are saying Gomorrah says law uh, not necessarily everyone could agree that uh, just because you have got the uh, the uh, 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 discretion as to which kohen you're going to give it to, uh, that's not defined as a monetary benefit, i.e. you don't own it. Vahaha, bohel, kemifli, they're arguing about the principle of hoil, uh, i.e. Uh, since. What does that mean? Drebleza savar, I mean in hoil. Drebleza says, since, uh, if you want, you could ask uh, about it. In other words, you could ask for your vow to be revoked. Uh, you've separated Chala, uh, and, uh, and, and, and what you could do is go to a Chacham, you go to a rabbi, uh, or, or, or three rabbis, or three normal people, or a, a Chacham that knows what he's talking about, say, listen, actually, uh, the, uh, the, the, the things that are separated, I don't want uh, to be... Um, Chala anymore, and you can retroactively revoke uh, the vow that you made on Chala. Uh, you can say, I don't want it to be Chala. Uh, and therefore, uh, the fact that you could uh, do something like that, even though practically you may not uh, end up doing it, but uh, the fact that you could do something, uh, he says, I'm Rina and Hoyle, uh, that is known as since you could do it, uh, even though you uh, you didn't do it, it is actually fine. Um, you, you could actually have asked uh, about this piece of, of Chala to say that you're revoking uh, the, uh, the Chala designation on it, the fact that you could ask about it and it would work, uh, so therefore we 
say uh, that it is um, you it, it is your property. So even though uh, it, you could say that it is, uh, you know, we said before Ben Batera said that it is hectish, and therefore, I'm oh, sorry, Rabbi Shua said that it is hectish. Uh, Rabbi Yisrael might even agree uh, that it is hectish as well. But you've got the ability to undo uh, its holiness by asking a rabbi and saying, I don't want it to be kala. Therefore, we define it as all yours still. Uh, and Rabbi Yeshua, no, Rabbi Yeshua doesn't go that far. He says once it's uh, separated, uh, it's separated, it becomes hectic. Uh, the fact that you could ask a, uh, uh, to undo it uh, doesn't affect anything now. Uh, and therefore you can leave it till the end of, uh, of the Chag. And if it becomes leavened, it becomes leavened. You're not worried about it. So now, Itmar, so we discuss this a bit more. Uh, we say, What happens if someone is cooking uh, on Yom Tov and uh, he is using it for uh, uh, the weekday? He's cooking enough uh, that's enough for a weekday. Uh, and uh, the question is, is that a punishable offence? Okay, you're not allowed to do it. Uh, the question is, is it punishable? Okay, Rav Chistamar, Loke, yes, you would get lashed uh, for, for such behavior. You have uh, broken Yomtov uh, because you are preparing uh, on the festival for a weekday. Okay, uh, Rav, Rabba Amar, sorry, Rabba says, I know Loke. Rabba says you won't uh, be lashed uh, uh, for this behavior. Okay, Rav Chistamar, Loke, Rav Chista says you will get lashed. Uh, why? Loam Ren and Hoyle. Because uh, you say, what happens? You're baking this, this uh, bread at uh, four o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, Shabbat is out. At, I mean, Yom Tov is out at six. Uh, and uh, we say, listen, there's, you know, we don't say that uh, all of a sudden uh, guests are going to pitch up at you, and uh, and then you'll have nothing to serve. Uh, so you say, no, maybe guests will arrive. Uh, could be that guests will arrive, uh, and and therefore, uh, even though guests don't actually arrive, we say, well, it could have, they could have arrived, and because we say they could have arrived, uh, then you will not get lashed uh, for this behavior. Rava Amar, Enoloke, now Rava says, uh, you don't get lashed. Uh, oh, sorry, the Rav Kista is of the opinion that we don't say guests are suddenly going to arrive unannounced, and, uh, and uh, therefore it's considered as if you have uh, baked this bread for Yom Tov itself in case guests arrive. Uh, and Rava Amar, Rava says, no, uh, you don't get lashed. Amrin in Hoyle. He says, no, because it could be that if uh, guests could arrive at any moment, and therefore you might be preparing for these uh, guests that might arrive unannounced, and as a result, uh, you, are, you will have, you need something to eat them. So we just bake in case uh, the guests come. We say, Hoyle, the fact is that you could bake for these guests means that even now you're not punished, even if they don't actually. Uh, arrive and uh, and therefore uh, it, it, you know if you look back on it you have actually cooked on Yom Tov for a week time. I'm going to Rava Rav Kista. So Rava says to Rav Kista, uh, but according to you, the uh, matter law. I mean, well, the fact is, uh, we don't say oil. How can you bake on a Yom Tov for Shabbat? Uh, you know what we call erev tafshilin, uh, and which we'll discuss in a second. Uh, how can you cook on Yom Tov for Shabbat? Amalei, Okay, so that's what he says. The reason that you're allowed to cook 
uh, on, on this is because you make an air of tafshinin. Uh, that's what uh, uh, you join uh, the, the cooking, okay, which we're going to uh, discuss in a second. Really, um, uh, it is uh, the, the idea is that uh, what you do is you allow to cook on uh, a yomtev for the use of Shabbat, okay, and, uh, and, uh, and therefore. Shabbat comes straight after a festival. Uh, the rabbi said on, on that Friday, you're allowed to be prepared food for Shabbat uh, on the Yom Tov itself on the Friday, uh, and uh, that's called Eruv Tashinin. And because you do that, uh, you you uh, joining these foods, you are allowed to cook uh, on, on the Yom Tov for Shabbat. Okay, uh, and that's that's uh, like, you know part of of it. So now, uh, how, you know what 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 is this? Uh, how do we explain that? How do you do it? He says with well, Tafshinin. So he says, uh, Is that really so? Just by making a rabbinical thing of Erev Tafshinin, uh, are you telling me that you can now suddenly cook, which you, you know, it's in Isur Dorata, you're not allowed to break Yom Tov, that and cooking is breaking Yom Tov if you don't need it for the day. Uh, so how can you do that? Really, he says, uh, the answer to that is that really on a Dorata level, you would be allowed uh, to prepare on Shabbat for Yom Tov, uh, and uh, there is no prohibition against uh, doing it. Why? Because uh, it is one uh, one level of Kedusha. Shabbat and Yom Tov have uh, got a very similar laws, not exactly identical, uh, but uh, you they've got very similar laws, and therefore it's one big thing. So you're preparing for the day itself, uh, as it were. Okay, even though it's Shabbat and uh, this is Yom Tov, you are preparing uh, for the same level of, of holiness. Rabbanan who de Gazrubay. And it's only the rabbis that decreed against it. Uh, why? Gazaira Shom Shema Yomru often me Yomtov Liom me Yom Tov Af Nakol. Because you might get worried and, and say I mean you might take advantage and say that you are, are then saying, oh, if I can cook on Yom Tov, well, then I can cook on Yom Tov, even for a week day. You won't realize the distinction between that and Shabbat. So therefore, the rabbis instituted Erev Tashilin. Gavandu Tzuchar Rabbanan, Erev Tashilin, because the rabbis instituted the Erev Tashilin, Itlay Hekera, then there's going to be something uh, to allow you to, uh, to cook uh, there is this hekir, uh, a distinguishing thing uh, that uh, says, okay, for this uh, Friday, I'm allowed to cook uh, for Shabbat specifically, uh, but nothing else. I wouldn't be allowed to cook on a normal uh, uh, Yom Tov that falls on a weekday uh, for uh, later on uh, for weekday things. It's only for Shabbat uh, in terms that I'd be allowed to do it. Okay, uh, we are. Well, let's stop there. We are a little bit uh, mid-sugya, but we will continue uh, in terms of of uh, this discussion uh, tomorrow. Uh, everyone should have a great time.